Welcome to Leading Consciously, Living a Coherent Life with Purpose, a podcast delivered with lots of love to inspire everyone to unleash the conscious leader we all have inside. Here is Lara Bezerra. We are going to talk today about limiting beliefs or leading a life of abundance. Have you noticed that sometimes everything gets stuck? It seems that one bad thing happens after other bad thing. Or you are just talking to people and it seems that everything is getting to know and it's something very strange because you cannot solve problems or you cannot find opportunities. Or even it seems that something that you planned so well, it's just not going to the right direction. Many times, your bad mood enters inside your soul and you start to live a life that is limited without noticing it. And sometimes, a moment just transforms in a period. And we can see even great leaders, positive leaders, going through a phase that is super limiting. A negative one. If you are not aware, a moment of difficulty can bring fear or negative thoughts, emotions that can start a full chain of thoughts and actions that will build this limiting environment. And your mood, your temperament will bring a personality and suddenly you are living in this limited world. How can we notice when someone or an environment is led by limiting thoughts instead of abundant ones? For me, sometimes it's easy. I feel very uncomfortable when I am living in a place that people are indicating me or telling me to do things that I feel limiting. I give an example. One time I was in a meeting and we were planning um, a strategy for the future. We had uh, lots of new products coming, uh, but we had all, all, all other products also going out of patent. So it was a very difficult situation. And then the whole orientation that we were, we were receiving, it was like a build a defense plan. Uh, make all of the plans as if the worst would happen and then everything will be safe. It was not plan for the worst, but execute for the best. So when you are in a place that you are avoiding loss, so if you live your life avoiding that you lose that you pay taxes. I heard also people telling, you know, I want to earn just a certain amount of salary because above this, the taxes are so high that I prefer to be in this limit. So families, families, for example, that are taking care of not allowing their kids to go out so much, socialize so much because they might be... Um, influenced negatively. All of this is limiting environment. 
instead of trusting people, building them to succeed, bringing values, bringing purpose to people so they will make their decisions and choices into a greater good. So the abundance emerges in the belief that everything will eventually go to the right direction. It's a mix of effort and ease. But it's an effort without forcing towards one objective. And there is an ease that, it's, that it doesn't allow you to relax, but you flow with the, that the effort that you are making, but it feels right. And this is the ease feeling. The abundance is seen when, when you are not avoiding anything. But you are trying to reach out to some clarity. So you are finding some clarity in something and you are going towards this clarity. The abundance happens when you trust a direction, even if it's not clear. The way that you let it flow kind of opens your heart and soul to see the signs that are guiding you to what you have in mind. And what you have in mind is a, in the mind is a dream, a North Star, and not something that you want to avoid. Every time, and my team knew, every time that they were doing something to avoid, oh, we don't want our team to be demotivated. Okay, you don't want our team to be demotivated, so what do you want? You want them to be motivated, so what do we do? It's completely different decision if you want to avoid people to be demotivated than if you want people to be motivated. So it's completely, completely different. Let's give another example. Imagine that you and your friend are given a map to reach to a certain beach. You and your friend have to head to this direction and have to go to the beach because it's where you love it. And you both don't like mountains so much and you want to avoid them, okay? But there is a difference between you both. When when you both start to look for the best ways to reach the beach, you are looking to the beach and you try to find ways that have less mountains, but some are kind of unavoidable. Uh, unavoidable. And if you want, want really to go to the short course and arrive to the beach faster, you will have to go through some mountains. So you just look at your objective, I want to go to the beach and I make a tactic that to go through the mountains will be faster and I will not suffer so much and I will keep my eye on the prize. <laughs> and then you arrive at the beach and you just forgot all the, the little mountains that you just went through. But the difference is that your friend is obsessed. He really doesn't like mountain, and when he doesn't like something, he avoids it. So he takes his time to find first all of the mountains because he wants to avoid them all. He wants to be very thorough to understand that he will not go through any mountain. And when he finds all the mountains that are in the way to the beach, he makes all of the circles around them, and he takes lots of time, and he makes lots of effort to go around all the mountains that he is looking. And then when he 
is doing all of this work after a lot, lot, lots of effort, he arrives at the beach. But when he arrives at the beach, he cannot even recall how does it feel to enjoy the beach because he's so obsessed about the mountains. And when he arrives there, he is lost at the beach. So he spends so much time avoiding the mountains that avoiding the mountains became himself. And he just decides to go out of the beach and look for more mountains to avoid them because this became his natural state, avoiding mountains, and he cannot enjoy the beach. He avoids mountains so much that he enjoyed it. Have you ever seen this in any person that you were together? A person that is so much trying to avoid everything and lives in this agony that is not even able to enjoy something when they achieve something nice. So this is living in a limiting environment. And there are other ways also. Living in a limiting environment makes you think that you are happy by doing limiting things. For example, when you compete with each other the whole time, this is limiting because you are thinking that there is a scarcity in the environment and you have to fight to each other to get something. And then you are only happy by comparing yourself to others. Just if you have a better car than the other, you will be happy. If you have a better salary, getting to, to be better student that my colleagues. So you are in a classroom and you make your teacher's life a misery because you are competing the whole time and you want to have better grades than your friends in the, in the class. And there is this competition and nobody helps each other. Or if you are a parent, and this is the worst, if you are a parent and you are fighting or struggling with your partner, to be a better mother or father. And you tell, you try to prove the whole time that you are better than your partner. Everybody is losing. And if you are a sibling and you are doing this game, these dynamics that you want to be better than your brother and sister and competing for the, the pride of your parents and then trying to make your brother and sisters less than you, because then they will be proud. And, but you know, at the end, you will have a heart attack or you will be burned out because the expectations that you are creating to yourself are in a limited environment. And you have to fight like hell to be able to go there. The limiting situation can come in form of avoiding something or in form of wanting something so much. So here comes the theory of attachment or aversion of Buddhism. Anything that you are too attached to or you are having great aversion against is going to limit you and create a limiting environment. Think about it. 
everything that is just flowing and you know that things will be okay and you make this effort and easy, you focus on what you want and you make an effort, but you let it go of what is in the way and you just come back to focus on what you want. Living in, living in an abundant environment, you don't need to look for happiness. You are happiness. Better, you feel a plenitude because the environment will show you how much you can take happiness. It is infinite. And the environment and the journey is much better than what you're, what you're seeing in front of you. Why I tell you? I'll tell this. I give an example. In the example of the teacher and the students, if the students, instead of being competing to each other, they understand the abundance that exists in a heart and soul of a teacher that wants to teach their students, they will try to make a group where they want to learn so much and they help each other and they collaborate so much that they show the teacher how much worse it is for her to teach them. And you will unleash a teacher that is doing everything for her students. And the same in the case of the parents. If you do everything that you can for your partner to be a great, great, great parent, And each time that this, that your partner is doing something that is great, you are super happy, you are super grateful. In this way, your children will be benefited by this attitude of you both wanting to take the best out of each other. Because in a moment, when you have a moment of of failure or a mo moment of weakness, you know that you have another person beside you that is a great parent and your children will never ever feel the absence of a partner. In the case of competition, you do not compete to your, with your compet competitors. You all together try to see the ecosystem that exists and try to make the best for the clients, what they really need and how you can complement each other to fulfill the real need of your clients. So some li limiting questions would be like, how, how to avoid making this mistake again? Instead of this, our abundance question would be, this mistake can bring you closer to what you want. What would be the next step towards what you want? You are not thinking about the mistake, but already putting the, the, the eye on the prize. A limiting question would be, can you learn from what your sister did right? The abundant question would be, if you would share with your sister what you learn from what happened with you, so she will learn from you, how would you advise her? But the best question that I, I had in my life was a question that my father uh, made, made to me when I was trying to get pregnant. I was already in my third IVF and I could not get pregnant. And I was very frustrated because I truly I wanted to give a child to my husband and I felt a failure as a woman. And... I could not see a way for me to get out of this 
darkness because what if I cannot get pregnant? I have to be able to be pregnant. And one day my father was looking at me and said, you are such an intelligent uh, woman. And he asked me bluntly, Lara, do you want to be a mother or get pregnant? It was a kind of rhetoric question, but it was like, uh, I thought, it's the same. You know, I mean, I don't know where I was with my head. But after a while, I realized that I, if I would keep that pace and all of the hormones, all of the treatments, the mother of my children would be who would raise them because I would not be there to raise them with all of the pressure that I was putting in myself and how I was destroying my health. And funny enough, after two years, when we let it go and we decided not to have children anymore, we arrived in Venezuela and a little angel took us to a foundation where our children were waiting for us a long time. And we made our family. I became a mother of the most beautiful children of the world. And I became the happiest mother ever. And my father made me the most abundant question. Do you want to be pregnant or be a mother? He opened doors of possibilities to me that were not there before. And by opening this abundance uh, world, I started to live in abundance and seeing that absolutely everything that was not going the way that I was planning, it's because something much better would happen. Everything that happened in my life, uh, having to have a second marriage, uh, getting, not getting pregnant, uh, having to leave a company that I, that I loved, all of this got me to where I am today and the happiest person with the biggest plenitude that, I, that someone can ask for. But this just happens if you learn to live a life of abundance and you are very aware of when you are living your limiting thoughts. So how do you live your life? How do you ask questions to yourself and others? Do you allow abundance to be part of your life and do this flow of effort and ease and understand that sometimes things you have to let it go and sometimes you have to let come things that you didn't plan? Or you live in the limitations of your mindset? So ask yourself because you will be a coherent leader, you will be a coherent father, mother, you'll be a coherent human being if you align what you want with the way that you live. Opening up this life of abundance, thinking into the right direction, asking the right questions and not trying to avoid anything, but just living what you believe. I see you in the next episode. I hope that you liked it. And please, if you have any stories about abundance, about uh, a life that is coherent in what you think, your mindset and your purpose. If you have examples of these, bring to me so I can share here. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you soon. Here is Lara.
Bezerra. With leading conscience.